Coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I hang out with a fellow podcaster and review knife sharpeners and air guns. This episode is brought to you by Target Sports USA, the official ammo sponsor of The Gun Experiment. Be sure to check out their Prime membership, which gets you 8% off, free shipping on all ammo orders, and a whole lot more, all for $95 a year. I also want to remind everyone that we drop new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And as always, I cannot get the show started without the big man across the table, my co-host, Big Keith is in the house. Keith, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm a little fired up tonight. I told you I was bringing that energy tonight. Well, yeah, I, I, I feel like I have to, too. I was, like, running around. I didn't get my normal, like, half hour up here early, and uh, so I'm feeling a little ready, raring to go. I told you you had to come in hot. You had to come in hot. Yeah, I had a nice uh, nice visit with an old high school friend who I haven't seen in many, many, many years. Cool. And uh, she brought her family, and, <clears throat> you know, it was nice to see them. Good. And because uh, I'm not on social media, we uh, we don't talk as much as we norm, you know, usually would if you were on those uh, platforms. And uh, I realized I had never told her that we did this. Oh. So I uh, kind of gave her gave her the drop as I was running out the door, and uh, she's uh, she, she wants me to send her the link. And so is she a pro gun kind of gal? So her da- her dad I know had guns growing up. You know, we we grew up around here, so yeah. you know it's very popular in our area. Um, knowing her and what I know, I wasn't into guns back then. So, uh, you know, she's not into them. I don't think the way that you and I are, Mm. but, um, she's like us in the sense that can have a conversation, even though she may not agree on on every piece that we're talking about. So, uh, again, like I said, her, she grew up around them. Her father definitely, definitely had them. So he was a FUD like me, had shotguns. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so our Discord page is, was active today. Yeah, oh my it, gosh, little, a little yeah. hot, right? A little, yeah. little juicy. Yeah. yeah. So um, that thing's going good. I'm I'm enjoying having those people on there. The and, organized pages are good. I was like, yeah. at first, I was like, this is kind of bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I think you're doing the right thing by yeah. by keeping you know like categories. Sort of, you're saying yeah, the yeah. categories and yeah. kind of trying to keep the conversations to those categories. Well, we had a little situation the other day where I had to moderate a little bit. And I wasn't going to bring it, that it, up. It, it just went well. I thought it <laughs> yeah. went well, though. I yeah. thought it went well that everybody was able to handle it well and was respectful. Well, we all... It, I didn't really realize that you, luckily you're moderating and not me. I, I was like... I just... I gave some feedback. Yeah. I was, no, I just... I like to keep... The, the thread is about politics. Let's keep it about politics. No, the thread it, is about, you know, whatever. Let's keep it on that I, topic. I so. think I told you I'm, I'm happy that you are taking that job responsibly. Because, uh, <laughs> I <know>. try. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if you guys are out there and you're uh, jealous that you're missing all the awesomeness in the Discord, uh, the link is in our show notes. And it is also... Just hit me up on uh, DM on Instagram and I can hook you up with that. So... We have some great interaction with listeners of the show, and we definitely want to reward them. So if you want to get a chance to be a part of those rewards as they start to come up. Yeah, there's been some, um, we threw out some discounts to them for some stuff, and yeah. So anyway, that's that. Uh, We're about to get into the interview. Uh, Before we do that, tonight's interview is sponsored by Resurgent Arms. Uh, Go to their website and get 12% off with our discount code, GUNEXPERIMENT12. Great company. Yeah, we got to wheel back on, see what he's working on these days. Yeah, I I definitely got to reach out to him. I bet you there's something cool that he's got going on. Yeah, man. All right, you ready to do this? I am. All right, cool. 
Our guest tonight is the senior reviewer for the Firearms Insider and host of the Gun and Gear Review podcast. Please welcome Chad Wallace to the show. Chad, how's it going? What's up, Chad? It's going very well. Uh, since you guys were late, I, I actually poured myself some bourbon and you know got some water to chase it with. So I'm that's I'm why we were late. I'm I figured... glad my tardiness was able to help you get a drink before the show. <laughs> yeah. it, it really was actually because otherwise I just have the water and I was like, yeah, I'll go get some bourbon. You know, good for you. Hey, good for you. why not? So uh, those of you that are out there listening, if you did not know, we were on Chad's show a while back. And uh, so you guys can go check that out and check out all their their cool episodes. But uh, it's it's about time that we returned the favor and had you on. So I'm excited okay. to, to have this conversation. I appreciate the, the offer. Uh, and of course, I'm here. You know. <laughs> so you and accepted I'm, the I'm, offer? And you, were, and, you were, and you were on time and we were late, which is great. <laughs> Great that our guests beat us here. <laughs> so anyway, yes. so Chad, have uh, you been shooting your whole life or is this something that you got into more as an adult? It's it's kind of both. Uh, you know, I, where I grew up, I grew up in the country. So, you know, I learned to shoot. My dad taught me, you know, stuff like that when I was probably six, seven. Then, you know, and we'd shoot maybe two, three, four times a year, just, you know, just kind of fun stuff. Then when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12, we were at the local, you know, county fair and the 4-H had their shooting program there. And of course I saw it and I was just hooked, you know, why wouldn't I be? So that's what started it all was, was the 4-H. So I got into that and I shot, they shot small bore. So 22 target rifles 50 feet you know tiny targets so that's originally how i got into full-blown shooting then of course i became a teenager and decided to drop off from shooting for you know <laughs> similar story to many of us however exactly and so i did that then after i got married again i was bored and i was like you know i need to get back into shooting and of course my wife helped me by getting the cl local club's, you know, phone number. Cause back then there wasn't such thing as, you know, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I went to one of their meetings and I was like, okay. And they still had the small board program. Uh, and I was thinking about doing that, but then of course the new hotness was USPSA. So yep. I just went straight into that and started shooting USPA, USPSA back in the Mid nineties, basically. Oh, that's cool. Do, so, Mike, does the Four H Club do rifle programs by us? I only know them for milkshakes at our county fair. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, I always think of them as like they're the kids with the cows, right? Yeah, they with the, the cows and farm. Yeah. Um, I would venture to say that it's a pretty rural club. That I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be something I'd, I'd like to look into. Yeah, I'm writing it down to remind myself. Yeah. Um, so one of the things over here, Chad, is we Keith and I was talking about um, milkshakes at the Four H barn at the. I mean, that's what you're fair. always talking about. <laughs> They are pretty good. They are the best milkshakes. Yeah. But anyway, so back off milkshakes. Uh, but we're always talking about like how, you know, we've gone away from the era where like, you know, you might have a 22 league in your schools, you know, yeah. certainly in like rural areas, that was a thing at one point. And we're always like, man, like we live in a, not a real rural area, but kind of rural. Yeah. And it's like, 
I think that there's a bit of an appetite for it, but the politics, obviously, it makes it hard. Everyone's afraid to touch anything, but we're always kind of interested in could it happen? Yeah, well, it's what we talk about all the time on the show. It's just a little too divided. Yeah. You know? Well, nobody wants to take a risk, right? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. My, uh, uh, Chad, what, what uh, do you do any, besides USPSA, are there any other types of competitive shooting that, you do, that you've done? Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't really shoot much organized uh competitions anymore okay uh but i've pretty much shot most of them about most of the time if i go shoot an actual organized one it's steel challenge oh mike Um, mike's been interested in that yeah i'm actually i'm glad you said that so i have been eyeing that up uh as of very recently like about what maybe maybe a weeks couple weeks yeah um how do you like that is it give me a little bit of feedback on it you know i i really like we call it speed steel, but it's steel challenge. It's just kind of what we do. And it, it really is. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's simple. It's probably, I would say one of the best action sports to get new shooters interested in. If, uh, you know, when it's, like I said, it's super easy. Like you have like five plates, four plates, three plates, depends on. And basically, holstered firearm hands above head usually a shoulders and it's a draw and you shoot it in the order it says stop plate stops your time misses or like add three seconds and you do it five times and they throw out your longest score and just average the rest yeah what i like about it is unlike uspsa which i have no experience in except for that one right so it's not i'm not i'm not giving a, there's not a lot of uh history with that as far as I'm concerned, but I like that steel challenge is for the most part, it's just a game, right? There's no, you're not shooting through windows. You're not, there's no, it's just a game and, but it's letting you run your gun fast. So you are getting that manipulation, which Keith, we've had this conversation before many times, many people, different opinions of does uh, USPSA and these kind of things diminish your skills as a tactician yeah. or, you know, or not. And I heard someone the other day, I can't remember who, and they put it the best. So here's what they said. They said, if you're learning, somebody's made a comment, well, I've learned my shooting or how to run my gun from Green Berets or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the person that responded, who was some content creator and who, someone who I think is you know, respectable. I can't remember who though. <laughs> um, can't be that respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to a lot of these people, but they said, this is a perfect. They said, if you're learning to run your gun from a green beret, you're learning from the wrong person. You should learn how to run your gun from a competition shooter. You should learn your tactics from a green beret. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's a kind of a nice way to wrap all that up with a nice bow is the competition shooter is going to teach you how to run it fast. Yep. But then you take that part and you bring it over to the other side, the the person that teaches tactics, and then you add in all those other things. So, Chad, I don't know, like, what, what is your philosophy on all this stuff with competition? Do you think it diminishes tactics? Do you think it adds to tactics? You know, it's, in my opinion, it's completely different, except maybe IDPA, which I don't still, in the beginning, I understand where they started, where they're at now is a different story, but like they don't teach you tactics per se but it like you you were saying it will teach you to run the gun and you can run the gun fast 
Uh, and then it'll, if you want training in tactics or concealed carry or something to that effect, you really should probably go somewhere else than, you know, speed steel, USPSA. Yeah. And even though they'll translate, but if you have tactics on top of it, it's going to, it's going to be even better because how many people, you know, do you hear of stories where people don't really have either training in firearms or, you know, tactics and they still protect themselves with a firearm. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's Rob Pincus says it all the time. Yeah. Managed, still can use it. Managed to defend themselves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And by the way, I think the person that said that was, uh, might've been Mike Levy from, um, knockout lights. Who's excellent. If you guys have never heard of him, definitely check him out. Guy's awesome. Um, so Chad, you're a fellow podcaster like us. Tell us, how did you get into doing the whole gear reviews and podcasting? How did that start for you? Well, it started with, I was listening to podcasts. I think that's how it starts with everybody. <laughs> uh, and of course, I would listen to the Firearms Radio Network, which we're part of. They had a few different shows, and the Firearm Insider Gun and Gear Review podcast was one of them. And since we they had the web page, they were, they were looking for people to A, come on the podcast, and B, write reviews for the website. So I wrote a few reviews. They uh ryan published them then he asked me to come on the podcast so i came on the podcast did the review talked about some other stuff you know and i'm like hey this is kind of fun kept doing it for a little while finally he's like do you just want to come on every day every <laughs> week and i was like sure so and then i was writing reviews and then after a while you start getting getting products that people will send you for reviews and then uh, a couple years after doing that, you know, I was I was basically the co-host, and then he got a real job, is what we like to say. <laughs> uh, he's he's a graphic designer, okay. And he, I, I mean, I'll plug the company. It's Patriot Patch Co. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. He, he designs all the patches for him. That's yep. cool, and still does. But he got a real job as a marketing manager. And he works now for Grey Ghost Precision. Oh, so okay. He couldn't do it. He didn't have time, really. Yeah. And of course, my kids are older, and so I had time. And he's like, he was trying to find somebody to take it over. And he's like, you want to take it over? I'm like, sure. Is Ryan the and owner it, of it Patriot Patco? Is that is he the owner of it, or he just works? He for he's the he's the co-owner. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there. I've heard of their stuff. And they have cool cool patches. Yeah, and they they have all kinds of stuff also besides patches but and so i took it over uh tony had been a guest eh, probably maybe seven or eight times so he was kind of a co-host and then when i took it over basically he had invited like rob and zane on and you know it was like his last show was their first show. And I was like, <laughs> well, I might as well keep them around. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kind of inherited a bunch of people in your studio. <laughs> I, inher I inherited people. I inherited the show. I inherited the website. And so then it just went from there. So, you know, you write it, reviews. It, it sounds kind of like how, post uh, on the how I inherited the seat from Mike. He just kind of, he just kind of like roped me in here and now he chains me down every night and I can't leave. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. 
I was gonna say, by the way, the way you got it is a lot easier because, like, I had to make a website. Yeah, I don't I, have to do any of that. Stuff. Yeah, so like, I, I wish I just inherited something. It sounds sounds phenomenal. <laughs> What's your favorite part of hosting a podcast? I mean, like, I, I I could tell you the things I like and the things I I don't like, but what is your favorite part, and maybe what's your least favorite part? Well, my favorite part, our podcast is different, so we don't always have guests. In fact, if we have a guest. 10 times a year that's probably more than most of the time so it's usually just me and the co-hosts favorite part you know i think just the show in general when we record is probably my favorite part because it's like people say it's talking to your buddies yeah yeah you know about guns that's what that's what we feel like it's it's like (laughs) yeah well keith we were texting today and uh um, I said to Keith, I said, I was like, I'm bringing the energy tonight. I, I was actually listening to an old episode and I was like, man, I sat like half asleep on that episode. I was like, not tonight, baby. I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to bring, bring it. Maybe it was one of the days you were feeling under the weather. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I just, I think I was trying to be kind of like mellow, you know, and then I realized that's, that's not for me. I can't do that. <laughs> so yeah, but, uh, well, but I you do, do enough shows. Say that again. I, Sorry. I was going to say you you do enough shows and you're always going to have a bad show yeah. or one that you don't think is good. And since I've been doing it long enough, you know, I'll be, I'll think like, man, that show was not very good. And then you go look at the numbers and you're like, people like that show. I'm like, I was not there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's confusing. We can relate to that too. There have been, you know, some guests that we've had where we're not, we're sh- not sure how the listeners are going to perceive it or take it. And to your point, they are some of the best listened yeah. to shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hit or miss. And listen, the bottom line is, you know, Keith, you say it all the time. How many times are you listening to a show? You're a, a religious follower. You love it. And then for some reason, something makes you stop listening and you maybe pick up another another show or something. And oh, yeah. I'm sure those people are like, wait a minute, I just lost a bunch of listeners. And that's just the way it is. People's, you know, they ebb and flow and, and whatnot. So, you know, I think that's natural. But I think uh, as long as you keep putting out quality content, you know, I think most people generally are going to stick around, right? What's your least favorite part of it? Least favorite part? is probably the editing and it's <laughs> not too, I think. it's not that i it's not that i edit it a lot it's just you're done with the show and then it's now it's time to publish it edit it and you're just like oh yeah i have to do this part i still think it's weird to hear myself yeah that that still bugs you huh it doesn't bug me it's just it's like it's like i'm like wow like i mean why am i listening to myself right now yeah like, it feels like a I, uh, a dicky thing to do. <laughs> maybe. I mean, a little and egotistical. If that's maybe the better word. Yeah. Dicky was a yeah. good word. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like uh, listening to myself on my podcast. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, like, so I was listening one today and, uh, you know, I was more just, I want to hear the guest again and like the interactions. And I was like a couple of things. You said something, I forget what it was. And I, I actually laughed out loud in my car. I was like, that, that was a pretty funny little quip or whatever every once in a while i get a good one yeah did chad did you meet uh the the run and gun champ tony simon on the podcast or did you know him your podcast before no i i actually met him on the podcast uh in fact it was i didn't actually meet him in person for probably two and a half years wow Uh, is you know because we're complete different coast. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. 
he's in New Jersey and I'm in Oregon. So, you know, it's like he would go to shows or the NRA show would be close to closer to him, you know, and it's like, well, I'd go to shot show because Vegas is super close. close. Yeah. And so until, well, two and a half years ago, when at shot show, that was when we first actually met in person. What, what was the first meeting like? Is he, was he, you know, uh, did you have as much fun in person as you do on the show? Were you picturing a bigger man? <laughs> oh, oh no, no, <laughs> it, it it was great. Okay, so so here's the here's the first time I met Tony, range day at Shot Show. Okay, perfect so, time to meet Tony, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm texting him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm here now." So you know, I go walking up the line a little ways, and there he is, and I'm like, "Tony," you know, and go and give him a big bro hug, which is a lot harder than you think. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and it's, it's just as fun to have in person as it is on the show with Tony around. So Uh, I was actually bigger than I expected. He's, he's a ball of energy and uh, he's, he's a very positive guy. I I enjoyed being around him when we, I always say when I, so uh, Rob actually was who kind of introduced me to who he even was i didn't he's a you should interview tony simon i'm like who's this tony simon you know like i didn't even know who he was at the time and um i kind of i like i put it like kind of in the file cabinet you know like i was like okay i'm like i'm gonna i'll get this tony simon guy on the show eventually but i kind of forgot about it and then i texted him and then like i didn't find it was really all me i just kept like forgetting to like reach out and um and i was like all right i i gotta do this you know i have to actually get this guy on i keep saying i'm gonna and I didn't know what to expect. And when he came on, within literally within the first minute of the show, I was like, oh, I'm going to love interviewing yeah, this guy. Because yeah. he's just so, his laugh is Passionate. contagious. Yeah, he's just, he's so, it's so hard not to like him, right? And then we met him. Yeah. And it's like, you meet him and you're like, man, like it just compounds. It's like, it's even better meeting him in person, you know? He's a great guy. And yeah, I'll, he is. He he brings a lot to the show. Yeah, uh, we. I, I said you know, to him, I'm not. I'm not near as enthusiastic <laughs> as, as Tony is. I I said to him, um, so I'm building out the studio right now. Like I'm I'm getting tired of doing this where we're doing it in my middle of my my uh, living room. So I'm building out a studio, and um, I reached out to him, and he's in Jersey. He's like real close to us, you know. And I was like, Tony, you know, when I get the studio, I'm like, I, I want you to be, in. I want you to be like an in-studio guest. And he goes, this is how he responds. The run and gun champion will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. So anyway, you so, know, yeah. So you mentioned I, the whole, I seriously, co- sorry, I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say with Tony, he's the run and gun champion. And I thought about cheating. Oh, you didn't cheat? I, right? I pegged. I talked to Mike before we came on the show. I was like, I'm getting this together because I know Chad and Tony talked, and I think Chad is ready for this. Wow. So and, you're going to go in cold. Is, is I have, uh, it's not super cold because just like yesterday, I listened to your last episode. I was a little late because I was busy. And so I remember the, some of the questions. And so I was like, okay, I got this one. Like, and and some of them are pretty easy. The others, I'm going off the cuff. All right, well, listen, that's that. about as equal amount of cheating because he he was a listener. It wasn't like yeah. he like went through and made a list. So I think you guys are cheating about the same. same. So yeah. that's that's yeah. fair, Absolutely. you know. 
Uh, <laughs> so you mentioned the well, whole uh, living on the opposite coast, right? So you live in Oregon. Um, I'm yes. not f- super familiar with Oregon's uh, politics, but what's the uh, first of all? Am I saying or is it Oregon or Oregon? <laughs> it's 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 the second one. It's Oregon. Oregon. Okay. The Oregon Trail. You didn't play that. <sighs> I'm just messing around. Okay. There you go. I, I think I knew it, but. I'm in New York. I'm like, hey, Oregon. All right, anyway. So, Give me my coffee. <laughs> yeah. So you live in Oregon. Uh, what's the two-way climate like there? Okay. It's, it's terrible <laughs> through the government. Uh, what does that population, mean? <laughs> that means that we have a governor and politicians that want to try to get everything they can gun control related passed. Do now, they? Do they? Not always. We do have a few, but we are still considered a free state because we can still have everything that the law allows. Okay. Which, so we still have standard capacity magazines. We still. So no nuclear weapons. (laughs) No tanks. Right. Suppressors, (laughs) SBR, machine guns. Okay. You know, any, anything. And I think. Part of it is, is because like most of the states, except we have, we have a lot of rural counties, mm-hmm. so it helps. That's it, where New York's you know, a like, weird one. Cause New York, there are a lot of rural counties, yeah. but our counties don't even come close to making up New York city. No, you know, there's it's, like three, three right, areas, see, Buffalo, New York city and Rochester, Rochester. Right. And that's like here we have. We have Portland, which everybody knows about. Uh, then we have Eugene, which is the other one. And then the capital, Salem, is kind of is that way Purple-ish. also. And yeah, Portland pretty much annihilates everything. Yeah. Yep. Or tries to. Well, if it, if it tells you anything, you've all heard of Thunder Ranch. Yes. yes. Well, they're in, I call it Southeastern Oregon. Okay. You know, until they're, well, they're, basically moving again but it was it's been here for what 20 some yeah. years some tells me clint wouldn't care what the law Texas. was <laughs> i don't think i don't think clint would really care yeah, yeah I, I don't think so either but it, it's good enough for them to actually have lived here long enough so right. yeah yeah so uh what do you think of the whole nyserpa supreme court ruling what's your what's your headspace on that my headspace is is i'm super glad and you know, I don't know what that will mean for you guys. We're worried, but yeah. right. And, but I see it, you know, granted it may take more court cases I see in the future, Yeah. but I, I see them getting shot down eventually. And so eventually you guys and other States may get, you know, like California may get some sort of I, I, concealed carrier, open carry. I agree. I agree with that, Chad. But what I'm nervous about is the time frame to the eventually. You well, know? yes. <laughs> so, so I mean, I don't know how much you followed of, of what's going on, and you know, since since the you know what what our uh, local New York officials are saying. Yeah our our fr- our friggin' governor, who I want to call, I'm not going to say the word. I'll just <laughs> I'll, hold on. I'll say this. Hey, we, we, it starts with a C and it rhymes with hunt. With that said, yeah, yeah, I. I she came out in her press conference like a petulant child. I mean, literally, she. I think she was stomping her feet behind the podium, right? And, you know, 
it, uh, uh, she's all huffing. And it's like, you're a politician. You're supposed to be professional, right? And she's talking about, you know, you, you rights aren't unlimited. You can't just yell fire in a movie theater. But that's- what change didn't stop any of the things that she's talking about happened in New York. And the fact that Buffalo mass shooting, right. like what changed and really hasn't even changed it. The opinion hasn't. Well, I mean, it's out, but it's not been digested fully yet right. and, and changes haven't happened yet. But what change did not stop? any of that stuff from the problem is and she keeps saying this she keeps saying you know about what it's going to do and what the ripple effects but here's the thing we're talking about permitting giving a permit right to law abiding citizens what part of that do you have a problem with we're not talking about the criminal who's shooting up people in buffalo we're talking about law abiding citizens what i think that the point that they're trying to make is that buffalo was a law-abiding citizen who bought a gun and used it in a criminal manner, you know. But so then he's a criminal. But the, the, no, I agree. Right? I agree. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 and the point that I'm that I was making was, okay, so now you know because of this this ruling, you can't may issue maybe right. Well, that's what it, it's seeming like is 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 the point. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to shall issue that right. part. They're gonna have to do. What may the ripple effect is? Where are the reasonable places, the restricted areas, and Correct. that now? So this is what I want to talk about. And Chad, tell me if you've kind of heard the same stuff here. It's going to take a while to sort itself out, but eventually, what's going to happen? Because Tom has put in the language, the idea of using textual context from history, you know, from history that. That's the part that eventually they might say, well, you can't, you can't put it in a movie theater, but some judge is going to have to rule and say, but a movie theater is a public place. And historically those types of places, it might've been a movie theater. It might've been a town square, but those places were allowed. And, and, you know, using the context of history, sorry, but you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But to your point, how long is that going to take? How long is that going to take? Right. So I don't know, Chad, have you kind of read that same yeah. stuff that it's going to take time for it to sort itself out? Right. And I, I've been seeing, you know, like the statements your governor made, the <laughs> New Jersey governor, and even even like California and Washington governors here. It's like they they all say the same thing. And it's like it's going to take time for your, your states to work this out. Like our concealed carry, like I think it was last session, they voted so that certain places that you used to be able to carry, they can now decide that you can't, like the state house which used to be approved and now it's up to the certain places like schools and if they want to let people carry right which is restrictive but in your but like they always had places you couldn't carry legally but it's it's one of those things if you don't leave when they ask you to it's basically a trespassing yeah, yeah. is what it is and they change that. And so like in your, your guys' cases, they're going to have to sort through all that. And what I see them doing is making, since they have to issue them to any, basically anybody that passes a class and a background check, they're going to, in your state and other states, they're going to price it pretty high. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, what did well, she, what, what, what did one of the comments that I re- remembering her saying was something about, uh, we'll go back to muskets. <laughs> 
yeah, she's something about like, you know, they didn't have assault weapons and, you know, they, and I'm thinking, oh, she said something about, they didn't have weapons that were used on battlefields. They had muskets. And I'm thinking, uh, musket was yeah. used on the battlefield. <laughs> do, do you, did you pass history? I, I don't know if the Regents was around back then. <laughs> the, the, the one that, the one that got me is she said something about, she was going on this like diatribe of like, you know, you know, they're not, we're not going to stand for this. We're not going to stand for this. And she goes, she said, you know, people are going to have be restricted where they can carry them. They're going to have to pass classes. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, you just passed a ton of new gun control laws. Literally, I mean, a week ago, right? Two weeks ago, whatever it was. And now because you didn't get your way, you're like, now you're going to have to take a class. Well, if that was so important, why didn't you just make that back then? Yeah. But now you're doing it because you lost and it, us, it, it us be, plebes need to pay the price. It feels like New York legal gun owners are going to pay retribution yes. for the Supreme Court's decision. Now, I've been I've been saying over and over again that she's using it's a retaliatory measure. She's doing it to retaliate because how dare anyone tell them what they can do? Oh, I hope the Supreme Court takes the responsibility of uh, helping you know take on casing cases as this goes on. Chad, do you think that you know the Second Amendment discussion will ever stop being so politicized, or do you think we're just you know this is the way it's going to be? I, you know, I don't think it will. I mean, I I wish it would. Yep. I wish it would just be like, no, it's the Second Amendment. You guys are guaranteed it. We're just going to stop trying to push all this stuff. But yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. It's like the government's always trying to push stuff if it's gun control or you know some other type of control that they want so i don't see it ever going away what yeah. about, I mean, what about someday, the uh, maybe what about the middle the middle ground folks you think you know the, the middle ground folks will ever you know be able to return to to uh politics you know i we say on the show all the time or at least i do on the show all the time say you know that you're either you're either on one side of the end zone or the other you're there's there's no middle anymore no 50 yard line and and that's the thing is, is I really wish it would, but I don't I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, I really wish that we could like get rid of the parties and just go yeah. by what well, New the York they, of the they, people they, running are. New York, our local uh, elected official, just got rid of the Independent Party in New York State. Yeah, they're so. not allowed to call. They're not allowed to call it that anymore. That that was not a good name. <laughs> right, but everyone see, that's registered, so they're trying to get rid of it but everyone that's registered independent they'll be able to stay independent and they won't force them to pick a side and it, uh, whatever it's it's yeah. it's absolutely crazy i was listening to something the other day and it was it was interesting because all right so we're our country is basically a two-party system i mean there's you know libertarian and independent party and stuff but we're no, really a two, anymore mike we're a two-party system and if you look at our country I mean, for the most part, we are 50% divided, 50-50, Thank right? you. That was, I, I wanted to say that. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we really are. So here's the deal. I do think that there are a lot of places where there are, there's some common ground. Like, listen, nobody wants their taxes to be raised, right? But like, you could find some people that are like, well, but I'd give a little more taxes to help out. X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z, right? And there's a few things that we can agree on here and there. But when it comes to hot button items, the Second Amendment is definitely one of them. You know, abortion and pro-life, that's one of them. I mean, there's some things that people just dig their heels in. And it's just, they feel very strongly about it. And that's your divide. That's your end yeah. zones. And then there is a middle group. And that middle group, like a post I made the other day, is the 
you know, I own a gun, but, and it's like, but, but I, you and I don't want to hear that. There are very few politicians who are, uh, oh man, I don't, I don't want to say honest. I, I was going to say honest, but that's not the word I wanted to use. <laughs> there are very few politicians who are real enough to acknowledge that probably the vast majority of their constituents are closer to the middle than what they portray their campaign on. Because the ends are what is sensational. The ends are what get people moving. It's funny you say this because I was I was actually reading, and again, I didn't read the whole bill, but I read the highlights that the media gave me <laughs> of this new bill that's in the Senate for gun control. Mitch McConnell support. Now, first of all, let me go on record saying I do not want this. I didn't see any I I, that, I, I didn't see anything change in it. So what they were talking about. We I, have everything that's in there. I don't want to see this. So let me start off by saying that. But there was one part of it that I was like, wow, like that's actually that actually makes sense. And it was putting money towards hardening schools, giving more security to schools. Sure. Right? Sure. I'm like, that's awesome. And I think there was a couple other things in that part of it that I was like, okay, like that's that seems logical. I, I did forget about that part, and I will agree that that you know, that part right? seems logical. And then like the But the increase in background check, like there's already a background the, the, all of the other red stuff flag is, laws oh, I don't agree already with. exist. Yep. Red flag laws are already there. So my point of this was it 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 sounds like these Republicans who sided with this is like like they want to like look like look we're just yes. being reasonable. It's like yes. but you're not being reasonable because these things aren't going to deter the next unfortunate event. But, I agree with the part where you want to spend money on on hardening school. I'm all for that. That's a phenomenal way to spend money and a phenomenal bill to put in place. But you they but you know what? They got to take a little something out of that the gun owner's pocket. It cannot come without the expense of taking something from the gun owner. That's it. And well, it, and and they do they do that on purpose. They instead of just making making this bill twenty separate laws, because they know that a lot of them will get cut down. But if they put something like hardening schools in there, it's like oh, this is you know this will help secure the schools and stuff and then there's all this other stuff in there that doesn't relate to that part because who wouldn't vote for that right right particular right. part yeah you're right but then they attach they attach the red flag laws they attach you know raising the age to buy a firearm even even if that's not part of the bill you guys understand what i'm yes. saying yep and so they get they do that i think to get people to cross the so-called aisle and vote for it because they're like Hey, we did good. We we gave money to harden the schools. No, you're right. We earned our safer. paycheck. We earned our paycheck. Please re re reelect us. All right, let me let me lighten the exactly. conversation. Let me lighten this conversation up a little bit. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting salty over here. I was all excited and now I'm getting salty. Uh, so you're like us. You're a big gear junkie, right? You do a lot of reviews. What's your favorite type of gear to review, Chad? You know, favorite gear review is kind of. I actually don't like to review guns mm, i can uh, see that very I, rarely see me do a gun review yeah i'm with you on that and I it's think. not because it's not because we i can't get them in though it is kind of a pain in the butt sometimes sending them back and stuff sometimes you get to keep them but even for that i'm like i don't want to do i don't really want to do full-blown gun reviews so I, I i prefer gear and i prefer something that you can actually do a review on that's like slings are hard to do a review on, you know, there's so much stuff that's hard to do a review on that, you know, I'm really into triggers right now, AR triggers, because there's so many good ones on the market 
and I'm kind of, so it's like do this trigger review so I can see which one is like better or is it really better? It might be better for one person, but it's not for me. And so, you know, stuff like that is probably what I like to do more so or optic reviews, as long as they're not long range optics. Okay. Cause the long range optics, you have to do tracking and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't really have the distance to do it, the gear to strap the rifle down and then adjust the scope. And so, you, know, you don't have a thousand yard stuff. range in your backyard. <laughs> we don't, my local range is 200 yards. It's a hundred uh, more than ours. So. Yeah, really. And, and, and I, I should, I should say, what do you consider the backyard? Because I can drive somewhere and get a thousand yards or more. Okay. That's good. Uh, like hours drive, I can get to, you know, the forest basically. So <laughs> parts that are open, you have, you shoot across valleys and get a mile. Get, give us your top, you know, five or a few pieces. If you can't do five um, gear that are just must have for gun owners. Must have. Yeah. Must well, have. Your top five. Must have. Your top five. Must have. You got to have a holster as you guys know. Okay. Uh, if you have a handgun. So that means you have to have a sling for a rifle. Okay. Okay. Uh, those are t- top two, and that that's across the board. And you know it varies. You know what kind of sling do you want? It doesn't matter as long as you have something to hold your rifle. Uh, you know you got you got gear. I'm I'm doing good so need. far. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. If you're a beginner, you don't need this, but I think a good trigger will help you. I don't think it'll help a beginner as much. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's three. What's you got? Two more. Yeah, I have two more. I will say, some sort of dry fire system. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I'm with you on that for training, especially with the price of ammo. Yep, yep. Like, like the Manus Blackbeard for an AR is spectacular. Yep. Uh, but. You know, there's other read the instructions that before effect. you go to use it, but yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and there's others out there, there's pistols that do the essentially the same thing, or even like CO2 pistols. With yeah, some not, of those are cool. No I've seen some of those recently. The CO2s are, are pretty cool, right? Uh, and then of course, I would have to say if you have a rifle, even some shotguns, even some pistols, but probably some sort of sight like optic sight. Okay. Uh, iron sights are great, but even trying to teach somebody to shoot well with just a red dot optic is way easier than trying to get somebody oh, yeah. to line you, up. Sight you don't have to sell me on that. Focus I'm, on. Yeah. I'm sold. I love the red yeah. dots. I mean, we, we just got into them on our pistols and man, I, I will never go back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I seen the other day. I'm like, man, I'm like, my shooting's come a long way in like a pretty short time. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. It's because of that red dot. <laughs> well, I, I will go back for like competitions. Like I'll shoot iron sights in, in USPSA yep. with, uh, with that's because of division purposes. Yeah, so but but that's the reason why. Yeah. So listen, I want to get you to run and gun before I do though. I have one last question. So we've met a sure. lot of great people in the gun industry. I mean, Tony's one of them, right? Like we've named, we've named Rob Pincus is great, but 
I won't ask you to name names, but have you had any bad experiences <laughs> in the industry? And can you tell us like maybe a situation? Don't like I said, no names, but something that made you go, man, what a shitty situation in the gun industry. Yeah, you know, I have, uh, and it it wasn't really with an individual person. It was more a company. Okay, uh, where they're, you know, they just kind of were like, yeah, we don't really care. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, you know, they had a bad product and you know we i try to and other reviewers try to you know contact them see what to do with it you know stuff like that and they were just like yeah we don't care man that's terrible and and and, yeah i i know and it was like okay but individual people i can't say i've really had a bad experience with any any individual person i mean there's some that are just fantastic and then there's others that are just like hey there's another person yeah that's fair that's that's a pretty fair uh, statement i would say so uh where's the best place for people to find your show you guys i know you said you have a website right we do it's www.firearmsinsider.tv and it has links to everything there the podcast you know, of course, the podcast is on all the podcast places too. But sure. That's the easiest way to find everything is just go to the website, click the, you know, bar at the top, and it'll take you to wherever you need to go. All right. Sounds good. Keith, are you ready to time running on? Oh, you're going to time this? We have well, we, to. We, we have to. We have, time, you have time. to be Tony. This, yeah, this is the mission. Uh, well, <laughs> this I'll is have mission to tell Tony B. I lost to him. And, <laughs> and we time everyone. Yeah. 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 All right. Are you ready for this? I believe so. As ready I, as I'm going to be. You're a cheater too, so I need to read you the rules. You know them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Here we go. Number one, what is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Ruger Bearcat. What gun would you buy if money was no object? The Ga-8 Avenger and the platform it goes in. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? My father. Favorite caliber? Five five six. Favorite hobby not gun related. There is no such thing. <laughs> there it. has to be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but I do it all. It's all gun related. Uh, the closest thing would probably be like cars, engines. That'll stuff. do. Okay, that'll do. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, truth detection, so I can make fun of all the politicians. <laughs> All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Armed. Is it better to be loved or feared? Loved. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Chewbacca. (laughs) It's time for Top Gear. Let us test it before you invest it. How do you do? It wasn't as fast as Tony. Tony's uh, still the reigning champ. Uh, close? It, it, well, it would have been real close. <laughs> His if hobby. Had, if you had just said gun, cars from the get, uh, you would have killed it. But uh, a minute, five seconds, and uh, and Tony was uh, 47, 47 seconds. Wow. Yeah. I be still, on, I be honest. Did Tony he pay you to throw was... this? <laughs> Did he pay you? <laughs> he doesn't want to give Come up on. the crown. Uh. He's, I, I would say I would say Tony won't pay anybody to do anything <laughs> because he's all about free ninety nine. 
true. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's I can't make fun of Tony anymore. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I can't. I, can. I can't let the king. Can't let the king get made fun of. Did you see that? You see that Planet Lovetron picture, and it makes you all mushy. Yeah, exactly. All right. So on this episode of Top Gear, we review the WorkSharp Precision, Precision Adjust and the Umerics Origin. Top Gear is brought to you by Onsite Firearms Training. They have an extensive course catalog and teach classes across the country. You're guaranteed to find a course to meet your needs, so check them out and get trained by the same outfit that trains the gun experiment. So, Chad, we are going to review some gear. Uh, would you like to go first, or you want me to go first? It doesn't matter. I can I can go first. All right, you, so you're going to you do like. the Umerics Origins. So let's hear about that bad boy. Correct. And if you know about Umerex, they make air guns. Also, air bows now or arrows, but this is one of their PCP air rifles. It's basically their entry level version, uh, which starts stands for pre charged pneumatic. If that helps anybody out there, these things I was looking into getting one. Uh, the particular one that I have is a 22 caliber, uh, they make them in I think 177 25, they make all different calibers for different rifles. This particular one, it's full length, so it's like a full-size rifle. Uh, it, it does have a rifled barrel, so instead of just pellets, you can shoot the slugs out of it, Okay, which cool. is pretty cool. Uh, the one that I have, buy the one with the hand pump, because the hand pumps are like 100 and some bucks if you buy them separately. This particular one comes with a hand pump. Otherwise, you have to use like a scuba tank buy one of the $600 compressors or something like that. You have to pump it about 120, 130 times to get full pressure into the rifle itself. So we're looking at this chat and it's got like a, it's like a bike pump. Is that what it is basically? It It's, it's like a high, it's a high pressure bike pump is essentially so what it is. You have to pump that thing that much. Now tell me you don't have to do every shot. No. Oh, okay. here's the thing is you get, around 40 shots out of it out of a full oh that's pretty charged cool. rifle that's cool uh how, how long it, will the air stay in the rifle yeah pretty much indefinitely that's wow. in fact i pumped it up last time i went to the range uh fully and it's dropped maybe uh, i don't know hardly any and that was a couple of weeks ago when I took it out. Mike, is this like the one that Bill has next door? No, his is like his might be like a C, high high end CO two okay. like that. I mean, they make pellet, they make um, air rifles that can shoot like a fifty cal. Like you can hunt large game with them. This is more for like small game. Okay. The I'll give you a few. It, this one it has a ten round rotary rotary magazine it uses. It's a semi-bolt action it's got a cocking handle on the side uh just pulls kind of rotates out and then rotates back in and loads the magazine so and then it's got a safety it's got an adjustable trigger where the trigger is not the greatest but it's at like two and a half pounds so it's usable you know and for an entry level you can't really go wrong uh the nice thing about the pre-charged pneumatic air rifles is you can put any optic on it that you would like. You don't need a special. Yeah. It's set up with optic. a rail. It's already got a rail right ready. It's and the rail on this thing is it's, I don't know if it's Weaver or Picatinny, but it is also the small size. Like they use oh. on some 22s. Yes. 
uh, it does them both. So that's kind of a cool thing about the rail. Uh, I have an Athlon Optics two and a half to fifteen on it, uh, which works extremely well on this thing. Uh, but like normal, I have velocities because I was doing some some stuff for the review that I'll, I'll eventually get to on it. And with this thing shooting standard heavy pellets, which are like fourteen point three grains, it's like a thousand feet per second. Wow. Uh, the 18 grains are like 980. Okay. And then the 21s run right around 950 feet okay. per second. Still respectable. Uh, yeah. And even the slugs, which just look like little bullets with a kind of hollow base, hmm. uh, the 21 grains ones of those look like they're running about 950 at full pressure also. Uh, I have a sample pack that has heavier ones and it goes up to 30 grains. So as, as you but, get to the, to the higher end of that 40 shots, how much velocity are you losing? <clears throat> really what I found, and they kind of told me this when they sent it to me was the first 10 rounds at the higher pressure are your best, not as accurate and not as consistent. Oh. And so I say I get like 30 consistent rounds out of it before I need to pump it back up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you could definitely hunt like squirrels with this or rabbits with this. There would be more than enough power for that. I would say, right. I I was going to say, I'm going to try here soon shooting a hunting rabbits with it and see if I can get one and have some rabbit stew or something. Nice. Yeah. So we have this up on our big screen and, uh, it, it's priced at uh, about three eighty, right? That's correct. Yeah, that's MSRP on it. You can probably find them a little bit cheaper elsewhere. You know, it's funny. I was reading up on uh, these air guns for big game, like these 50 cals, because supposedly, first, I don't know if, I don't know how much recoil there is. There may be some, but. uh, I doubt there's hardly any. Yeah, I don't think there is. there's There's no recoil, but they are a little louder than you would expect. Yeah, but louder, but still fairly quiet, I think, relatively speaking to a regular rifle, right? Correct. They're yeah. still hearing safe. Yeah. And um, so I saw these and I was like, man, like talk about a cool way to go out and hunt, right? I mean, you can't take as far of a shot, but really here where we hunt in New York, you're not getting really long shots yeah. because it's like kind of brushy and like, you know, hardwoods. And um, I was like, man, that would be awesome. And then of course I looked into it and guess what? It's not legal in New York. No. Well, you could do the 25. Oh. I think you could shoot anything bigger than a 22 caliber. No, you can shoot them. You can't hunt with them. Is my point? I think you can. Hunt. I thought in. I thought the New York law was you can't hunt big game. Hunt anything oh, under that might be true. Twenty two caliber. So the twenty five, you might be okay. We gotta look into that. I don't know. I'm not I'm sure. Look at right yeah, now what talking. I thought big game was accuracy, off limits. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Buffalo accuracy wise, this thing is super accurate. You find the right ones. Uh, I haven't dialed it in on the slugs yet, but with the twenty one grain regular pellets i'm literally getting like a quarter inch five shot group of 25 yards huh yeah i don't do a lot of small so, game but i would definitely hunt big game with a 50 cal if i if, if i could legally totally would do it yeah that's awesome i have seen videos of people air gun people hunting hogs with the like 45 and 50 caliber ones mm-hmm. and you know they're close like closer than would be with a rifle yeah but i heard like i've heard like like 40 50 yards or something like that i don't know if that's true but yeah yeah 
and shot placement, it just knocks them down like like anything else. Yeah. It's it's kind of pretty cool to watch if you're into that stuff. Keith, what'd you find? So big big game hunters are permitted to carry a twenty two caliber rim fire handgun during regular deer season or early and regular bear season if they possess a New York pistol permit. Uh, a 22 caliber rimfire cannot be used as a primary or secondary weapon to take a deer or a bear. So it must be bigger than 22 caliber. But that's not air rifle. No, it doesn't say air yeah. rifle. That's true. But that's I'm just, what I'm saying. I, I, it just says ca- caliber. It doesn't say. No. So the New York doesn't allow air rifle hunting. That's my point. Ah. You, the, you can, you, yeah, that's my point. You can't use an air rifle in New York to hunt big game. Look that up. You're correct. I'm right. You're correct. Okay. They, they, so. they definitely look like they're a lot of fun. That's everyone I've seen shooting them. It looks like it's definitely a, a cool thing to have. I, I would spend a couple, a few hundred bucks on one if I, you know, but I'd have to have a purpose. I wouldn't buy one if I didn't have a reason to have it. I don't think so. It is illegal to hunt with an air gun or air bow. Friggin' New York. Anyway. Well, well before you get mad again. Only if you get caught, I guess. <laughs> they're quiet. <laughs> Only if you get caught. Um, that's how it is in New York. You just basically have to be a criminal. I mean, criminal. you tag it. How would they know? Yeah. Um, so my product is the work sharp precision adjust, adjust knife sharpener. And uh, I was so excited to see you brought this to review because you know, I have, uh, I, I I was not going to review anything, but I feel like I should at least talk about the one that the system that I similar, right? It's a similar similar. system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. So, um, I actually brought this out because Chad, I put this up on Instagram and you kept asking, have you reviewed that? Yeah. Have you? And I said, well, now I'm gonna have him on the show. So I'm going to review it with him here. (laughs) (laughs) So. Exactly, and and when when you said that you were going to review a knife sharpener, I'm like, I wonder if it's that one. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be good to know. Yep. So, uh, so this knife sharpener is uh, forty nine ninety five. You can get their elite version for one twenty. The elite just gives you more, um, more grades of um, steel. So this one comes with I have basically like a coarse and then like a medium, and then it comes with a ceramic honer. So it has three. And it kind of is like on a on a triangular, uh, this triangular thing, and you just spin them. Arm. It's like, it's like an arm. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I would say it's really like a balance arm or a, an angle, a, a, an angle arm to keep keep your angle. It's a little hard to explain. You kind of have to look. If you look at one, you'll see what we're talking about. But it has this like swivel arm that you kind of just stroke the 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 blade with. And um, so first off, I thought it was priced right for fifty bucks. I thought it was a phenomenal price point. Uh, and the elite is 120, but like I said, it comes with a few more. You can do more with it. Uh, for an extra eighty dollars, I believe it was seventy dollars, eighty dollars. You could add on those extra parts. So if I like this and I go, I really wish I had bought the elite. You can. It's like you know, maybe ten dollars more. You can just buy those extra pieces. So I thought that was kind of a cool way for them to do it. Uh, very nice form and function. So it comes in the, I'm big into this. The box is beautiful. It's a nice looking product. When you take it out of the box, it's got, you know, it would look good on your bench. See how heavy it would. Okay. Yeah. It looks good on your bench and it's got these cool, like, so like this part, Keith, I don't know if yours like that. It's got this magnetic piece. That's easier than mine. Yeah. It kind of just pops in with a magnet. The arm pops in. And then if you want to change your angle, it's got this knob and you just swivel it and it raises the angle of the, that's as easy. That that part is the same, uh, similar one. Okay. And just to, so people, if people are home looking, the one that I have that I'll talk a little bit about when Mike is done is the KME Precision Knife um, 
knife sharpening system. It is definitely a little bit more price in this. It's closer to the elite uh, price range that um, that this kit that Mike is talking about is towards. But uh, it now, is very similar to the style. So this is magnetic as well. This is the knife arm. Those That part of it is great. The magnetic arm. And does your swivel? Mine swivels, and we're talking. What we're talking about is the clamp that holds the blade that you're sharpening. It detaches on this particular model that Mike has with a magnet, which is much more convenient because when you when you switch blades, being able to take that off, put the clamp on a new blade, and then just magnet the blade to it, yeah. and then start your sharpening of your arm. That that part is definitely going to be better. Yeah. So what that arm does for those of you listening is you don't have to when you when you go one side and you you sharpen the one side to get a burr, then you just flip it. It literally just spins, and then that way you can do the other side. Um, it's supposed to be safer, so you're not handling the blade over and over, and it is does a good job with that. Would, Yours too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine is not as easy as that. Um, the only difference that I will say, the main difference between the two styles, functionality, they're the same, the way they work the same way. The KME one that I have is a little more stable. Uh, it has a pistol grip, so to speak of where you hold it. Um, that pistol grip is attached to the clamp that the blade is attached to as well as the mechanism that maintains your angle. So yours, you have to keep flat pretty much on a table to use. Mine, you can hold in your hand and maintain that angle and sharpen in any way you you want because it's all one system put together. Gotcha. Um, and the box on mine, it comes with a whole travel case and you know, the elite that, does have that yep, for this okay. one. So, so maybe the price point that might, that be, might be the difference. So I did like the form and function. I thought it, it, it was easy to use uh, or fairly easy to use a little bit of a learning curve, but not much. You back um, to open in Amazon packages. With well, the so my, so here's where I'm going with this. So I had a little bit of trouble. Okay. I first, I did my, uh, my pocket knife that sharpened pretty good. I got a burr on it. You could feel the little edge with your fingernail. Yeah. Right. And I was like, wow, this is pretty good, you know? And there's a couple techniques. You go online, different people do it different ways, but that worked well. Then I tried to sharpen my kitchen knives, which were really in bad shape. I could not get a burr. I mean, I was oh. like, I mean, I was doing it for so long. It did sharpen them. They definitely did get sharper, no doubt about it. But I really could not get that really good burr that they talk about. So I'm kind of on the fence. Could over be the angle? Maybe I changed. I did what they said. I did everything by the book, so to speak. Could be the steel. Maybe I need those coarser. Maybe I need the uh, the upgrade with coarser. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right? What? What? Uh, I can't remember what this one comes with. Eight hundred. You're speaking, Keith. You know what I'm asking. <laughs> yes, I am. You want to know what the different uh, courses are, yeah. right? The grains. Yeah. I, I don't know what this one comes with, but the bottom line is, I, I thought it was overall a good product for home and hobbyist use. If you were sharpening tons of knives, I mean, my hand was getting a little tired when I sharpened every kitchen knife in the in the oh, kitchen. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I've done I've, I've done a a marathon and sharpened every knife in my house. Yeah, I mean they make they make a really cool here. I'll pull up on the big board for you, Keith. They make a um and a like a power one, and Ooh. that one's really cool. It's not that even that expensive, a couple hundred bucks. But uh, I haven't done the power one yet. I just get a little, you know. I, I mean, they have all these. Look, look at all these things. Like this. Look at this. I guy. have one of the power ones. Yeah. Do you? How do you like it? You know, for sharpening pocket knives, I, I actually use it for our cheap kitchen knives. Stuff like that, it works really well. But because it's using a 
a belt and the yeah. belts aren't very stiff that it it will kind of semi round the blade so you don't get a f- flat point to it mm-hmm. it's semi rounded just a little bit it keeps them sharp but that's my only complaint with it but it's super easy like if you're sharpening a pocket knife that you're not worried about it works fantastic hmm. interesting then can you, like tend, can you tighten that good. belt could you make it like tighter it's i suppose you could modify it with a tighter spring it's just got a little spring that holds tension on it okay because the one i'm looking at online is called the elite knife sharpening solution that definitely has an adjustment on this it. thing is like it's legit it's pretty legit it's not quite like a belt sander but it's got the same concept of a belt sander but it's on like a smaller yeah. platform it would fit on a bench I, I did debate. You know, I figured I would start with this for fifty bucks. I, you know, I would be able to open more Amazon boxes. <laughs> um, but ultimately, like if I got into it, I would maybe get a power one. Yeah, the power one I have is a work sharp. It's there. Oh, oh. It, it's one of theirs. Okay, so. they yeah. do. They have a That's few models, a, so it could be any of them. Yeah, there's like, is it a handheld one, like a pistol grip? Yeah, it kind of is. It looks kind of like a angle grinder with a weird thing yeah. on the side got it I, i'm looking at it yeah it looks like either the ken onion yeah. or the mk2 mine's the ken onion okay gotcha yep i'm looking right at it yeah i mean i i, I really like the work sharp products i think they're very very nice well, I, I have to try this in comparison i i, I didn't uh i have to try this Comparison, comparison to mine. I will say that at first glance, based on looking at it and you talking about how you've used it, I think that if this is going to be your first attempt at it, you know, yours is probably the better choice than the KME that I bought. Why do you say that? Uh, the price difference uh, is huge. Yeah, you know, you're pretty much getting almost all of the same functions that are in uh, a unit that's $120 more. And do you have more than three of these? I do have more than three. One more. I have four. Okay. Uh, the, the, the finishing stone is the difference. It's okay. the difference. It's a hundred grit di- Um, uh, like, um, what is ceramic? It yeah. They're ceramic. That's stone. what that one is. Yeah. That's this, a diamond stone. And, um, mine came with a diamond stone, 120, a 30, a 320 aluminum, and then a hard, a hard Arkansas, which was, I think the finishing stone, but Basically, I I didn't start with the KME. If you remember, the first one that I had bought was yes, uh, I remember that thing. I do remember it. I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember, but I review I reviewed it on a podcast. I don't remember which one. So this one, so the one I have has a three twenty grit, a six hundred grit. Can't remember the third one, but so it has the three. Well, I three twenty six hundred and a fine ceramic. That's I, the three. Accounts. I like that all your stones are on the arm that you adjust for your angle and you can just rotate between the oh, stones. You have my, to, I have to, I have to disconnect the stone from my arm and put it in each, each time. Yeah. Well, a couple of choices. I mean, like if you're out there, so this one is uh KME sharpeners, or you could look at the precision adjust sharpener. From, and I think if you're just starting it out, I think the one that you you're talking about is the one I would go with. Yeah. So, I mean, couple different options out there um i mean i i have to say i've always been bad at sharpening my knives but uh i was very very happy to get it and for that price point it was an easy it was an, it was a no-brainer if you don't like it it's 50 bucks right so that's kind of how it is so now you're uh, back to opening amazon packages exactly 
Chad, I, I really want to thank you for coming on the show tonight and hanging out with us. It, it's a lot of fun hanging out with a fellow podcaster. And uh, podcasting has been a really great experience for, I don't want to speak for Keith, but I think for both of us. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what really makes it special is getting to know other content creators like yourself. So uh, we're truly a stronger community when we work together. So thank you for all that you're doing for the Second Amendment. And to everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord so we can keep the conversation going. Chad, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a good time. I agree. Have a great night. You too.